You are listening to Making It in the Toy Industry, episode number 32. Welcome to Making It in the Toy Industry, a podcast for inventors and entrepreneurs like you. And now your host, Ajel Wade. Before jumping into today's episode, I want to tell you all about something super special that I've got in the works. Now, this is for you if you're in love with learning with me on this podcast and you have an amazing toy or game idea that you want to create and monetize. In September, I will be opening the doors for you to register for my online digital course, Toy Creators Academy. Now, if you've already joined the email list, then go you. You are ahead of the game, and I can't wait to serve you when the doors open up. Toy Creators Academy is going to teach you how to develop your toy ideas and turn them into a toy business. So if you'd love a little more toy inspiration from me and a whole lot of guidance, then head over to toycreatorsacademy.com and join the early access list. If you're on that list, you are going to be among the first to know when the doors open. And to top it all off, you are going to get the opportunity to join the course at an incredible rate that no one else will get, not even my regular toy coach insiders. So if you've got a few great toy ideas inside of you and you want to turn those ideas into a toy business, head over to toycreatorsacademy.com to learn even more. Okay, let's jump into the episode. Hey there, toy people, Ajel Wade here, and welcome back to another episode of Making It in the Toy Industry. This is a weekly podcast brought to you by thetoycoach.com. Today is a very special day because today I have with me Michael Goodman. Michael is the founder and head of a licensing agency called MLGPC Licensing Agency, where he represents toy designers, authors, animators, show creators, IP owners, and illustrators to sell and license their creations. He's worked in the toy industry for 12 years and has sold IP to industry leaders like Spin Master, Jack Specific, Funko, Just Play, Goliath Games, and so many more. I am so happy to have Michael on the show with me today. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you so much for having me. I'm actually a fan of the show. I mean, I, I don't know if oh. you know this about me, but <laughs> I listen to every toy podcast. I watch every toy you know, TV show or streaming show, um, read every book on toys. I'm, you know, really, I swear. And you like this podcast? And I do like this podcast and I I listen to it all the time. I, you know, and, and I just think there's, there, there needs to be so much more dialogue in and around toys and, and Mm -hmm. all the different, you know, facets and and areas of it. So I'm so happy to be here. I, I really appreciate it. Wow. Thank you so much. That means yeah. a lot. That means so much to me. That means well, a lot. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you. It means a lot to me that I'm here. <laughs> so um, what do you want to talk about? Because I'm, I'm an open book. Oh man. I want, I mean, I want, I want to know everything. I want to know it all. I got questions ready okay. for you. Awesome. Um, I, actually, I, I shouldn't say I'm an open book because there's stuff okay. that if I do say, I yeah. probably will be sued. Oh yeah. So, no, because, honestly. Yeah. So, same. So here. there's some so. privacy <laughs> stuff there, but, uh, but other than that, yeah, yeah let's go. I know. Yeah. All right. So first, let's just start off and talk about what a license licensing agent does, because sure. I have some of my listeners that they're just new to the toy industry. Sure. Some of them don't even realize what they want is a licensing agent. Yeah. Well, so that's what you, they want. Yeah. That's what they need. They may not. They may not want me, but they need me. And right. the, reason, the reason is because look, you know, there are people who could do everything, and yes. and those people are amazing. But but even the people who you know, you see in the, in the public eye who you say, oh man, they could do anything. They have people helping them along the way with different facets yes. and, and areas of, of their work. So, you know, if somebody is a toy inventor, right, maybe they're great at inventing toys. Hopefully they're great at inventing toys, right. but, you know, uh, are they great at the prototyping? Are they great at the painting? Are they great at the packaging? All that stuff. They probably have help in there. So let's say it's a group of people. Do they ha- are they great at sales? Okay, do they have the connections in the toy industry to get it to the right person within the company that they feel that it should be at? And that's the main question they have to ask themselves. And then they should ask themselves one more thing is, if they get it there and they get a deal on the table, do they know 
how to negotiate that deal? Do they know what to look for to, when they're negotiating that deal? Do they know what a good deal looks like? Um, and will that company uh, on the other end, you know, trust that they can make a deal with this person mm-hmm. to even go the step of entering into a conversation and saying, hey, yeah, we like this product. So I think what people fail to realize is that they need a salesperson. You can make a product, but if there's no one out there pounding the pavements literally yes. for them, mm-hmm. then it just sits there. Exactly. It's you know? so true. And I've been involved in projects where I've seen it online somewhere. Maybe they paid for PR or something. I see it online or a Kickstarter or something. And it caught my eye and I said, man, this is amazing. I got to get in touch with this person and see where it's at because I'm a fan of it first. Mm-hmm. And then second, like if it's not set up somewhere with entertainment or, you know, a toy company, then I'd like to represent it and see if I can do something with it. And I can't tell you how many times I've been so surprised that someone who's done a Kickstarter, which is amazing, who's done, you know, um, whatever it is, a sizzle reel for a show. And they're not out there and it's not sold. Next thing you know, two weeks later, I got a deal on their table. Right. And that feels great because, you know, I've done a service to them, done, you know, a service to, to myself and my company. And, and we've gotten it that one step closer to being in the hands of the end user, the people who should be having it, right? And that's yeah. really my goal. I like to, uh, you know, I want to get great toy properties and great um, toy inventions into the hands of the people, whether that's through, you know, a, a toy manufacturer, entertainment, whatever it is. And so, you know, if I can help in any way do that, I mean, that's the greatest gift is seeing that thing on the shelf or seeing that thing on on the TV or streaming service. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that's great because I, I I do think that one of the drawbacks to this freelance economy that we have right now is that everybody thinks, oh, I can just hire someone to do this piece and that piece and then I can put it all together myself. But if you're putting in part-time effort, there's this old saying, it's like, if you're putting in part-time effort, you're going to get part-time results. Sure. Right. And then they, also, yeah, yeah go yeah. ahead. No, I was just going to say, and also it's like, you know, to, to have the contacts, mm-hmm. the, like the contacts in the industry and to, to actually know how to, to, to sell and market and license, uh, you know, that, that toy to that right company. I mean, it, it, it it's a totally different skill set. It is. You know? And it takes time to hone. I think so. Well, I mean, it's taken me a while, right? Right. Like, <laughs> Just 12 like, years. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, some people, when they talk, they say, oh, you've made it. You've made it in the toy industry. And I love this, this idea that your podcast is called Making It in the Toy Industry. Because right. I don't know that you've, anyone has no. ever made it because there's always that one person who's done more. Yeah. Right? You know, even if you've, you know, had a lot of success, there's someone who's had even more success. 100%. And it's just, it's just that journey, man. You know, that, that, that incredible journey that, that, that we're all on. So I, I don't compare my success or anyone else's successes because it's like, it's like apples and oranges, right? It's really your own. Yeah, your you definitely have yeah. to look at it where you come from, where yeah. you came from and how far you've made it. That's how, I mean, that's Absolutely. how I feel. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know if you could tell, but I've just had... You know, I, I think it's called like a quadruple espresso, you know, so no, I'm, I'm on fire right now. I'm on fire. I feel like I'm the opposite. Yeah. I'm so Zen. I feel oh, okay. very Zen. You, very... You, you are very relaxed. Like I have that. a heated I, blanket with me. So. Okay. Well, I, I find, I find your podcast is really so relaxing. Oh. You know, you're talking about stuff that I'm very interested in. Yeah. And then, and then, and then your voice is very soothing. Calming. Yes, it is. It really is a very relaxing podcast to listen to. Uh, thank you. Uh, there are times where yeah. I have to retake because I'm, I'm, I'll listen to it and I'm like, oh, I was talking real fast. So I'll have to retake something. Oh, but yeah, I, I try. Oh, I don't know. I like it. I like it. But so some of your listeners may be like, who is this guy? Yeah. Tanked up on, on coffee, you know, and well, he's the guy that's going to get your products (laughs) in the right uh, stores (laughs) so it can sell. So I want to talk a little bit about your licensing agency. How did you start it? When was it founded? And, and like, what was the goal of your work? Sure. So, um, let me just, I, I guess, where do we start? I, I think really at the beginning, if we just started really at the, the way, way, way back beginning, um, I was 
in education and I wanted more. Uh, you know, I mm. wanted to to take that experience into entertainment. So I was writing these kids shows and pitching it to um, to actual uh, pr- not only producers but also networks. And I was oh, getting wow. meetings. Yeah, I was getting meetings. And trust me, the shows were not good. Like the ideas okay. were not great. <laughs> like they were they were they were hot garbage. But okay. I was like I was selling I was selling it. You know, like I was. Yeah. You know, and and somebody I was at the CBC, which is a network here in Canada, and they said we really like your ideas. By the way, I don't know if they were lying or not. <laughs> and they said, but the only way you're going to sell a show is if you if you have a licensed product. And I was like, I don't even know what a licensed product is. And I was interesting. Wa- yeah, I was walking back to my car, and I was like, okay, this is over. I'm going to try something else. But I said, hold on a second, here I can do this. Okay, um, and it was at the time when the Smurfs was the Smurf movie was coming out. Okay. And so what I did was I said, well, what's a property that's kind of like the Smurfs, but that would, that would maybe let me actually, you know, option it, you know, probably for very little money or nothing, which, you know, I don't want to give away the, the actual terms of the agreement, but I, I yeah, managed no, never. to, yeah, but I managed <laughs> to get them to allow me to, um, to have the rights to Monchichi, which was this oh, monkey. Wow. Yeah, it was like I feel like a, I know, you know that. Yeah, it yeah. was like a it was like a monkey toy, a Japanese monkey toy yeah. with ducks and thumb, and it was licensed to Mattel in the eighties. It did huge business for Mattel in the eighties, and I remembered it because it had a Hanna Barbera cartoon that was very much like the Smurfs. So I said, "Well, hold on a second. So basically, from there, I um I I got the rights, and I started taking meetings with major players in the entertainment industry. Got a bunch of deals to Sega Gucci uh, Corporation, which was the parent company of, of Monchichi. And uh, really, the rest is history. From there, I, you know, I, I really became, uh, you know, I started this agency and started representing. I started with, you know, classic intellectual properties that weren't owned by major toy companies like Mattel or Hasbro. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, found them through really a lot of research and digging, you know, late nights on Trademarkia. Looking at at, ah. at, these, at at these, you know, who owns which trademark and all this stuff, and uh, just tracking people down, and then um, it became an agency. And then from there, as I started talking with entertainment companies and toy companies, I really uh, started finding toy inventors and toy properties, and started representing directly to to, to toys. Wait, and, hold uh, on. I have yeah. one question. So yes. when you got Monchichi, yeah, yes. I, mean, I, I, I want to yeah. ask this before you get too far yeah. down the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're down there. Yeah. <laughs> when you got Monchichi, did you take yeah. your original concept and then redo it to fit the license? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it, they yeah. loved your concept. They were just like, no one's going to buy this because they don't know who this character is. Right, right. right. And that was the idea. But the, but the truth is, they, 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 no one ever wanted to do my concept of it, right? They just wanted Monchi. Like all the meetings were where they were saying, this is great, you know, but we, we got a different. Maybe we want to do it in 3D. Maybe we want to do this. So no one was looking mm. at me for the creative, um, you know, thrust of the thing. Okay. Um, they were looking at it this is a valuable intellectual property, you know? And, um, and so since then, so that's where it started and kind of the rest is history. You know, I, I went from, from doing that. Um, and then it sort of evolved into representing toy inventors and toy creators as well. And, um, you know, and licensing and selling their, their, um, their properties, their creations to toy companies and entertainment companies and, um, yeah, that's really what what I've been doing, and it's what I love to do. It's it's like I would do this if I didn't make any money, even uh, though I, I do. You know, which is which is like the icing on the cake. But yeah, you know. Um, so yeah. So I want to ask for my listeners. Yeah. How do you how do you work with inventors? How does the relationship work there? So the relationship is actually quite simple. You know, it it, it really is simple. I work on a commission basis. Okay. You know, um, so I'll say to an inventor, "Hey, sign up with me." right? Here's a contract, right? Let me know if anything looks, uh, you know, if you have any questions about anything about it. And I work for you for free. Now, mm-hmm. if I find you a deal and you take that deal, yeah, then I'm entitled to an agent commission. An right. agent fee. It's as simple as that. So I'm out there 
I have to believe in this product to be able to work for free, right? Mm-hmm. Because I know that there's that pot of gold at the end of the yes. at the end of the rainbow, and trust me, there is that pot of gold for the right product, right? Yeah. Um, so I guess if you're a toy inventor, or you're an IP owner, if you if you if you, if you re- get a call from me, right? Okay. Uh, and if or if you or if you get an email from me, you know, know that I believe in it. And I'm willing to go to the ends of the earth and pick up a look under every rock there is to find you a deal. Um, so if, it, yeah. if an inventor is sitting around with a toy concept and they have, maybe they've already started developing some sort of a, a show for it, do they have to wait to get a call from you or no. is there a way that they can reach out to you? Listen, I get, I get, you know, emails all the time. I get, you know, uh, messages from LinkedIn all the time and, and, and they can get in touch with me. Uh, uh, you know, my email address is, is up there. You know, I'm on LinkedIn, you know, it's and we will put it in the show notes. You put it in the show notes. It's okay. and. You know, uh, unfortunately, I'm always on my email. And, uh, you know, I'm <laughs> like all getting, of us, yeah, getting these messages on LinkedIn. This person wants for you know, and and but it's the idea that yeah, I'm I'm accessible because the truth is, um, I have to be in order to do what 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 uh, what I'm doing. And what kind of toy products stand out to you? What kind of inventor products make you say, "Oh, that's interesting." Oh, it's that's like. You know, I could talk for days about that, right? You know, <laughs> I mean, because, I wonder, is it like, oh, they have a good following? Or is it a theme? Is it just it's a theme that's hot right now? Or, you know, what kind of metrics are you looking at? I'm, I have to tell you, and I've said this before, okay? I am looking for great, okay? okay. So, so, you know, I, I saw this documentary. It's called The Defiant Ones. It's, it's about the story of Jimmy uh, Iovine and Dr. Dre. Uh-huh. And in it, you know, Jimmy Iovine says... You know, when he was signing Eminem and and he says, we weren't looking for a white controversial rapper. We were looking for great. So Mm. I'm never looking for, you know, this or that. I'm just looking for a great product or a great concept or or a great intellectual property. So, for example, with Fugglers, you know, I wasn't looking for a plush doll with denture grade teeth. (laughs) I wasn't like, I wasn't like, where is that? Where does that exist? (laughs) You know, I was looking for great. So when it comes to finding toy concepts or or, or animated shows or or books, right? Because you know, I I just uh, signed a deal for one of my two of my clients with a major publisher. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I am looking to represent great something that I feel that will drive me will be the fuel in my fire to right. keep pounding that pavement and calling people up and emailing people saying, yeah, you gotta, like you gotta see this. this. You gotta see this. Yeah. And this is for you. And when that happens, when you find the company that you, like when you, when I have a, a you know, a, a client and they have a, a property and I said, ah, oh, that would be great for X company. Right. And then yeah. I call that company or email them and they see it right away. It's like, oh, there's no better feeling. Right. right. Because you feel like, yeah, I'm not so stupid. I kind of know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) like, yeah, you you know what I mean. Like, not that I'm, you you know what I'm saying. That like, your hypothesis was, yes, yeah, you know. And then you start thinking, well, hey, you know, maybe I got this thing. Maybe I got this toy business thing. Mm -hmm. But that's where you run into, you know, never think that you got this toy business because you're always making it. You're always making it. (laughs) You're always making it. And then also the truth is you look at this pandemic, right? Right. You know, and I don't know when this thing is going to air, but I mean, there, there are people who had real big plans. I I had big plans. Yeah. Listen, who didn't? Who didn't? I know. But I actually, I actually, I pivoted a little bit in this. I did do a little bit of that. And, and, you know, just talking about, you know, um, you talked about like, where did this all start? And the truth of the matter is that, you know, when I started and, and, and trying to get intellectual properties and bring it to entertainment and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, um, I sort of strayed a little bit away from that uh, into, you know, and focused solely on toys and just pitching toys to toy companies. Okay. And, and, and I let that other part of the business sort of go because, you know, the, for whatever reason, it was just that that part was moving. And right in this pandemic, I oh, entertainment must be back to entertainment. Yeah, I cannot, I, and I wish I could tell you what yeah. I got what I got cooking up. I literally, <laughs> I had a, I had a conversation today on the phone 
with, yeah. with, with, with a couple of my clients and a couple of the companies that I'm talking to about this stuff or that has already been set up. And I'm like, I'm not going to be on a podcast today. Can I say that? And they go, you know, I, we'd rather not. No. <laughs> and, and also you take a look at the contract and you're not really allowed to. Oh, and, man. And, and so, but I've really gone back to that. Yeah. And it feels like it feels so right. I don't yes. know what other way, like, I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, back, you know, back in the groove, you know, of, of the entertainment thing. And it, it so I, I, the reason why I did that during the pandemic, first of all, you see that entertainment is going crazy. I mean, yeah. we, we need content here. You, you need know? stuff to do. And this is not, <laughs> and, and unfortunately, I mean, I hope this is the last time the world is ever under lockdown, but the mm. truth is, you know, we don't know when people are going to be stuck home again. So we need yeah. that content. And, no, for um, real. And it's not just content for, you know, little kids or, you know, it's for every, every demo. Yeah. So, um, so I'm setting up a lot of stuff in entertainment from, you know, toy intellectual properties and stuff like that. And, and, uh, and also shows from uh, animated creators who have actually done and produced great things. So, but once again, I wish I could talk about it, but I yeah. can't give specifics, but know that it's in the well, works. Since and, you can't talk about yeah. that specific, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. uh, project, but maybe you can tell us about some of the best product pitches or IP pitches that you've seen. Sure. I mean, listen, so I, tend to um, not, you know, see them as pitches, you know, in okay. ways like, like, you know, okay, if I, if I take on a client from Kickstarter, I'll see their, their assets right away. Right. Like right, they yeah. usually have a video or something One like that. Page. But I mean, a lot of times it's really like, you know, with Fugglers, it was like these pictures, you could send one picture, you know, <laughs> and, and know that this is a viable consumer product. Yeah, right. let's talk about specifically sure. Fugglers then. Like, yeah. when did you see it? How did you see it? And why did you think like, oh, this is something sure. weird that I need to get into? <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, once again, it 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 ticked that box of great. You know, okay. so I was, I was uh, one night I was on Facebook, right? So it was probably in, you know you could imagine it was a couple of years ago because I'm right. rarely on Facebook. Um, <laughs> you know, people who I'm friends with on Facebook must think I'm dead or something. You know. <laughs> Anyway, so I, I read an article about a plush doll that's that had real teeth, supposedly real teeth, and there was people commenting saying like, "This is disgusting." Kids and pe- parents are sending their teeth, you know, into into this lady, and she's making these dolls. Well, anyways, I realized that this is probably not using real teeth, but right. uh, it's probably <laughs> illegal. Um, so I, I immediately recognized it as you know a, a property that had mass market appeal and and genuine licensing potential but also that had the ability to get people talking right and, yeah, and, and yeah. there was controversy about it mm. right I, I could literally picture in my mind's eye the retailers that would carry it so i said right. i knew this is this is a product and and um so i actually found um Louise McKettrick, who, who created Fuggler. Mm-hmm. It was a couple days later and I, I called her up and told her- And at her that point, was she selling it anywhere? So she was selling it. She was selling it online, right? Okay. You know, she was, making, she was making them one at a time. Wow. Right? She is an amazing person. She is, yeah. she is, I mean, a genius, a genius, wow. a genius, a genius. She was, she, you know, she was an author, a published author before, and she just stumbled- on doing these dolls like it was real inspiration and um you know i told her listen i this is what i do i think that we can get this license and she said great (laughs) and you know she signed up as a client and uh i started reaching out to toy companies and spin master uh right away got it like they 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 got it that's Um, amazing that that would be the hard part yeah they like to take risks that's what it is yeah, 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 and uh, and uh, I negotiated a, a, a really great deal for Louise, and and really she's living happily ever after. I talked to her. Um, I, I try and talk to her pretty often, actually, and hopefully mm-hmm. she's got something else cooking up. And I don't want to give anything away, but no, uh, yeah. we'll we'll you know we'll see. That's that's great. So yeah. they they just saw it right away. You negotiated for her, and that was it. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 
I'm sort of uh, shortening the story yeah. there for, for no, your I'm listeners. Be- <laughs> but, uh, we could do a four hour. But no, I just yeah. mean, it's that simple. It's as simple as just having a great product. She didn't have to build. I mean, she obviously had a product that started conversation. Sales. She yeah. had sales. She had sales. She had, there was, there was like, you know, morning, you know, you know, like Regis and, and Kelly kind of thing in, in the UK. I don't remember the name. Uh, there was like a, the talk kind of show, but in the UK yeah. and they were picking this stuff up. Like, like, it was going viral on its own. Oh, that's okay? great. Yeah. So, so basically she, and it would actually suck when it went viral because that means her inbox would be just totally flooded with requests for fugglers. And she yes. was one person. Making she was it never going to be able hand. to, yeah. No. Yeah. And it's the same thing with Wear Pups, which is another property that I represent that we just got licensed. And I don't, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to even say to who, but it's one of those things where it goes viral every now and again. You know, mm. Vice picks up a story because they see it on the New York Post, right? Um, and then all of a sudden, her email is flooded. You know, it's these little werewolf babies. I don't know. If you know, that's something that I've been working on how to explain to my listeners. I've been doing a lot of episodes about Kickstarter lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's because I've noticed that it's just a lot easier to sell your toy product when you can build some sort of like social following and you kind of build the marketability of it and you, and it's like proof. It's almost like even when you don't have like, maybe you don't have like thousands of sales, but if you have like thousands of comments and, and hundreds of thousands of shares or something like that, that you can garner some interest in your toy product that way. You, you believe that that's true and that's how you look at. I don't know. I don't, you know, it's like, like so, first of all, the the actual toy manufacturer, the one that we're licensing to, has to see it, right? Mm-hmm. So it could have one follower, uh-huh. and they could still see it. Yeah, or it that's have, true. You, you know what I mean? Or no, it that's could true. Have two million followers, and they could say this is not for us. So, like, oh, interesting. You know, I wish I I had all the answers. You know, to all, <laughs> to, 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 no, 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 no. But I mean, like, like to know, like this is going to work. This is going to work. This is going to work. But literally, no one has those answers. And anyone who tells you those that they have them, they're yeah. lying. Yeah, they're lying. Everybody's just working on instinct, right? And right. how do you hone your instincts? Well, I mean, we talked. I, I don't. I don't remember if we were actually on air when we were talking about it. But you know, I'm reading books on toy history. I'm looking at this stuff. I mean, uh, you know, I have a huge toy collection. You know, myself, and I, I, I try to follow what's happened before to try and predict what can happen next. Right. And even then you're at a, you're at a loss, right? True. So, um, you know, so anyone who says this product is going to fly off the shelves, well, they're either, they're, they're either psychic, which I, I think has been proven. Doesn't, <laughs> that, that, there's no one who's psychic. Hey, I don't know, man. Sometimes yeah. I'm a little bit psychic. So, but maybe we have to have a whole other conversation. Uh, I know it's a whole other podcast. But, um, but, or they're lying because, or they're just super confident. But, you know, the truth is we don't know. There's so many companies who spend so much money on marketing, manufacturing, all this stuff. And the, 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 the toy actually flops. Right. Know? It doesn't go and, anywhere. You know, so, um, I don't know. I, it's I, more I, about qu- quantity a little bit. Like you want to try to get as many ideas that you can out to the right people. Seems to be a lot of spaghetti at the wall. Right. right. That, that's yeah. certainly my, uh, my approach. Right. You know, I don't know yeah. what's going to stick. I just know what I think might stick. But know? when you're pitching, do you feel like it's, it's important or it's helpful when the products that you're pitching have some sort of like brand story behind them or the characters have a story or is it more like mechanism based? Like what do you, what do you find? I, listen, once again, there's no hard and fast rule. <laughs> you know, like I, I, that's why I go by the rule of like, you know, you know, great. Is the it rule great? of great? Is it great? Like, I mean, is the mechanism really great? Can it be applied to like a bunch of licenses? Can right. it be applied to, you know, um, is the toy great? Like, is the, is the design great? And that's right. really what I go for. So, um, you know, sometimes I'm surprised, you know, but, but, uh, well, I'm surprised every day, actually. What am I going to say? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm always surprised because no one knows anything. And, right. and I think that's like an old adage from, I think from the entertainment business, I think there was a book written on it. I can't, it doesn't come to me right now, but there was this guy who was, who I think he wrote a book on, on screenwriting and he said, no one knows anything. 
you know, right. and that's, and that's the thing. So I, I go by that rule or maybe I just don't know anything, but I, I, I think I, no, I but I, I feel you get a gut instinct, which yeah. I mean, in my mind is a little bit of a psychic instinct, but whatever, yeah. you know, <laughs> listen, Hey, listen, you know, I don't believe in psychics, but yeah. if, if you do, I mean, change well, my I mean, mind. You know? I believe in myself. Okay. So. I believe in you. I believe in you. So I believe in I my mean, instincts. Okay. Um, I believe in your instincts. Right. I think you got a great podcast. Oh, well, thank you. And, I, and but, I think you've done some great things in the toy industry as well. Oh, thank you. I mean, yeah. you have too. I haven't, you know, found any gold licenses like this. So maybe oh, one day. Give it some time. Give it maybe some time. Maybe one day. Yeah. I'm curious, like, how, how would you, you told us that um, people can contact you, either LinkedIn or emails, but how would you want them to pitch product to you? Because I'm sure you get a ton of emails. You don't want to be reading like, a four-page dissertation about a product. So, like, how do you want to receive pitches? I mean, it, it's uh, email is great. You can you you know if you, you like you words, send, images. What do you want? Well, I mean, really, like the best thing is 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 little sizzle videos to to, to yes. see what it is, right? Yeah, you know, and even if it's just shot on your iPhone to show how it works. Um, you know, but, uh, really, you know, send me an email with some information about the product, whatever it is, or the intellectual property. Um, and, and, uh, and let's start a conversation there. As you could tell, like I'm, a you know, I like to talk. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, I love talking on the phone. I'm on it all day long. Yeah. Fortunately or unfortunately. And these days, obviously zoom. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are comment, you know, commenting on my toy collection cause it's right there. I saw uh, that. Yeah. When we first started, yeah. that looks so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like people are like, Whoa. You know, it's like you don't realize until you see it up there. People are like, whoa, so you're really serious about You toys. are, you're and, in it. And I was on a call with a, a network the other day and they were like, do you have this? And I'm like, no, but I'll get you one. And I wow. called up a toy designer and I was like, you got to get this guy in Nickelodeon, uh, wow. this, this, this toy. And because uh, he's a fan and we, we got it. For Made him. it happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're pitching people, over Zoom right now. Pitching over Zoom. How's you know, that going? I think it's fine. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think if anything, it proves that, you know, maybe you don't have to jump on a flight. I know. You know to yeah. get down to LA that day and, yes. you know, and then hop on a red eye to get back home for another meeting in Toronto the next Yes. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Are maybe. people sending you prototypes to your house so you can like hold it up in the Zoom meeting and. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, love to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, Look, that's the truth. I really think that we're so blessed to have this technology mm -hmm. in our time. And, you know, even if you explain this to people in the toy industry, you know, in the, in the 60s, 70s, or 80s, and said, there's going to, you could pit these, it would blow people's minds, right? Yeah. You know, so I, I think we should use it while yeah. we have it. I yeah. agree. Yeah. I agree. I think you even get a little bit more focus from people because they haven't have to be, they haven't had to have been traveling all day. Yeah. So when they sit down to have that call with you, they're, they're zoned in because it's Absolutely. like literally just that time. It, there's yeah. no in between. And sometimes they just rolled out of bed or, right. <laughs> yeah. you know. <clears throat> yeah, it feels a little more personal. Mm. How, how, can I ask you how often you pitch concepts to your contacts? Um, as often as I have clients to, to pitch stuff, right? Yeah. You know, so I'm on a, on a weekly basis, maybe I'm pitching about four new concepts to different toy companies, right? Oh, you great. Know? Yeah. So it's a steady stream, right? And, yeah. um, you know, I just think that, um, you know, now, listen, you know, some people would think, oh, now it's challenging. Maybe now's not the right time to do this and stuff. Right. But, but and there's toy companies out there that are doing great no, right, yeah, during definitely. this pandemic. And yeah. listen, there are some that are not, and it's very mm -hmm. sad. Mm -hmm. And 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 I feel for those people. But there's some toy companies that are really doing great. And yeah. so, um, you know... Um, you can still uh, sell there. There's some stores open. Some some countries are still are reopening now, too. So oh, absolutely. Selling I internationally. A, I was on a Zoom with uh, with one of my clients in France, and he just got a haircut, and I was like, I was like you got a haircut, and he's like, and he was like, he was like, yeah, it opened up, and uh, you know, I got a haircut, and I was like, okay, so there's, you know, things are starting to open up. I'm about a few days from like buying some scissors and doing my boyfriend's hair, so I'm a little nervous. Okay, my wife already cut my hair twice. <laughs> she did look good. And, yeah, and yeah. yeah, she did a great job. How uh, could she send me the video she used? <laughs> she didn't. Yeah, she, she didn't do a video. She just just pure instinct. 
What? No, she yeah. didn't. Yeah, yeah, she did. She's. Oh great. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. I'm very type A. I need to. <laughs> but I don't have that much hair either. Like oh, it's not like right. you can't really it. mess it up, you know. Oh man, she did a great job. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. I'll let her know. <laughs> okay. I'm curious. Also, like. Do you often repitch products? So like, say they see it the first time and they're like, no. And you go back to your inventor and you say, look, they said no, but I have this feeling. If you do X, Y, Z, maybe we can repitch it in a different way or to a different category or something like that. Oh yeah. I I mean, well, look, you know, I've brought brought stuff. I I think it works a little bit differently. So if somebody says no, sometimes you'll go back and, 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 you know, certainly in entertainment, there, you know, things change so much as right. far as organizationally. So you'll be yeah. like, yeah, they said no to this a couple of years ago. And then you have an option agreement from them, you know, a, a couple months later when someone else is there, but it works the opposite way too. If, if things right. get shuffled around, maybe you had something set up and then now it's no longer there. But there's, you know, I love when a company, you know, uh, doesn't answer an email, right? Let's say I sent okay. something, right? They don't answer an email, okay? And uh, of this new product or whatever it is. And then they email me back a couple months later and say, oh, you know what? I didn't, you know, let's talk about this. Let's let's book a call. And I'm like, yeah, actually, that'll be on the shelves uh, in about a month. Oh, Uh, So you're a little late on that one. (laughs) Oh, my Um, God. You know, I, I, I actually, it's not that I love that because it actually makes me feel, you know, bad. But it makes me feel that like, okay. It's you not were right. just one company. Yeah. Who wanted it. Mm-hmm. There could have, you know, but, um, but yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, you know, we, I, I pitch stuff to people say flat out, no, I do not get this. Like with smugglers, yeah. there was a guy, um, and I'm not going to say his name, yeah. um, who I was pitching to as like, and they, they were like an entertainment, uh, you know, also consumer products company. Yeah. Um, and I said, Hey, check this out. I think it's like awesome. It's great. You know, I could see it in retailers. I could see entertainment attached to it. And he's like, this is disgusting. Do not send me. And I would, I would love to pull up the email right now. And he's like, oh, no. do not send me a sample. No, like, stop. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no. You know, oh, it's gross, you know? So it, it really elicited, I love when products elicit a response. An emotional, like a Whatever strong emotional is. response. Yeah. Whatever it is, because the truth is some people will love it. Some people will hate it. But yes. It, but, but it will make noise either yes. way. Yes. It's know? so hard to stand out. You got to make noise. You got to right. make noise. And, and, and with toys, you got to do it through the design right? Mm-hmm. The, the marketing, whatever it is. But um, there's so many, you know, it hurts my heart when I see generic toys on the, uh, on the shelf. It really right. does. You know, yeah. as, as like a like, guy who loves toys, you know, yeah. um, you know, when like I no one generic, cared to just put that little bit of extra effort put in something in there that yeah. this kid's going to remember when he's older and say, right. or, or she's going to remember when she's older and say, Oh, that was really special. There was mm-hmm. something really amazing about that. The, the the box it came in, yeah, or or, or the design uh, of the actual product. So yeah, you know, it, when I walk into a store and I say, "Geez, man, this is generic. <laughs> These kids aren't getting you know what they want." But uh, maybe I'm, I'm one of the only ones. You know, I don't know. No, I feel that way too. It's sad. Yeah. You yeah. see, and also, I mean, as a someone that works in the industry, I'm like, what company is hiring these people <laughs> to oh my do God. these oh things? My. I was oh, like, is you, this someone's job? This oh is man. terrible. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Or when you, or you get like a, 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 you know, a deck back from a company you've licensed yeah. to, and they're showing you this is this is what we've done with it. Yes, and, and I'm like, yeah, looks like, great, <laughs> and I'm like. Like, is, should I be working? Like, you, like, like, is this like, the standard you want? You know, <laughs> like, I can't, I can't do everything. You know what I mean? Right. I, I, so, um, but, but yeah, yeah. so I, I, I stay in my lane, but, um, yeah. you know, but you can I, still I identify seen. when sure. people aren't yeah. living up yeah. to their full potential. Sure, but I would I, I would never say because everyone's on their own journey, right? No, everyone. You know, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, that's true. I see some old things that, that I did when I first started out that I'm like, why did they let that hit the market? Yeah, well, <laughs> I was like, I guess everyone. Did. Yeah, <laughs> they did. Yeah, they did. But uh, yeah, um, I'm actually curious to talk about uh, how you represent different people because when we what we said in the beginning, you do designers and authors, animators, yeah. and all. I mean, there's so many different facets. Would you mind talking a little bit about? what's different about representing like a designer to an author, to an IP owner, to an illustrator, like things like that? Well, I mean, it, it's, it's only different in, 
where we're pitching to. Uh-huh. Right. So if an author or an illustrator, you know, has an idea, we're we're gonna pitch it to a publisher, right? Yeah. Um, and then when we get it published, we're gonna take those rights and we're gonna pitch it to an entertainment company, right? Right. Um, and uh when you're working with designers and 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 toy inventors and all that stuff, we're we're generally pitching to toy manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's somebody, if it's uh, you know an animation studio or or you know uh, someone who's created an animation pitch or sizzle, we're pitching to animation studios. Uh, we're we're pitching to producers. We're pitching to networks in some cases. So um, it it really just depends on who I'll be pitching it to. But the same thing remains that. You know, all my clients, I, 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 I try to pride myself on the fact that they all become friends because we're, we're kind of working together. We're, yeah. we're in business together. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we're, we're building these relationships. Um, and uh, I had no idea you have so many contacts in so many different industries. You're not yeah. just a toy person. No, no, You're I'm like not. You're an just, everything person. No, I am an everything person. I, I, I appreciate that. It's true. And uh, because I think all of those all of those sort of categories, you know, publishing, entertainment, uh, and, and consumer products, toys, um, you know, they're all connected. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, for better or for worse, right? Yeah. Um, and, and the truth of the matter is, you know, at the end of the day, I want to believe in my client's project, whatever that is, and I will go to the ends of the earth to make it happen. So, for example, I've had clients in the past where they've had a product and, you know, maybe no one wants a license. And I'm like, this is great. Yeah. So I'm just going to go to a retailer right. and I am going to sell it to them. And wow. like, well, well, you're not, you're not a sales rep. I don't care. Right. I'm going, you know, yeah. and, and I've sold stuff like I've, I, you know, I've picked up the baton and I've said, okay, we're doing that. So for example, yeah. And, and, and I've done it successfully. I've sold wow. it to Hot Topic, sold into Sugar, sold into several other retailers. Wow. And, and it's the idea that, you know, if you have me as an agent, man, you are getting someone who believes in your stuff oh, because otherwise great. I would not be attached to it. Right. Great, yeah. You know, I get pitches all the time that are not something that I would take on. Right. We right. still could have a conversation about it mm-hmm. and I'm happy to give advice and I'm happy to, to help in any way I can, mm-hmm. but maybe I'm not going to be your agent. Right? right. But if I am your agent, trust me, I'm going to, I don't know if we could swear on it. I don't. I'm, that's my butt. <laughs> Try right? not to swear. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> my butt, right? Uh, uh, trying to get it out there, trying to get a deal in whatever way we can for you. Yeah, I'm starting to figure out what your great is. I feel like your great is something that's going to start conversation, something yeah. that's going to be remembered when a child grows up. So it's something that's yeah. going to create memories for them. So far, that's what I pulled out from the things you're saying. Let's see what else I can. Well, let get. me ask you, like your toys that you loved as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, what were they? Can oh, Polly Pocket. I was Polly obsessed. Obsessed. So, so, you know, if someone gave you the opportunity to work on Polly Pocket, you would, I, you would <laughs> drop everything and do it. Even if I would said, die. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, even if they said, you know, so it has some special place in your heart. So, mm-hmm. you know, like that is something that's so intangible and, and such a, like a, a, a special warm feeling, you know, so... I want to work on those classic intellectual properties. I want to bring them back or I yeah. want to bring new ones that will have that same impression yes. on kids down the road. So I, I just see the magic in toys and, and kids entertainment and, and, and publishing and animation because I remember it so fondly when I was a kid, right? There yeah. were all those great cartoons, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, all those great toys. and so, Those commercials that would stick in your head, like skip oh it and stuff. And like, oh, just man. like... I, I tell you. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I just, I don't know if you saw, I, I, I just bought a pogo ball. No. My office. Yeah. Like, really? I didn't I, see that. Yeah. Well, anyway, like any, any, yeah, all those commercials, all those, all those products. So, um, yeah. So really, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, you have to remember those great toys that you had when you were a kid and, and just remember that feeling and somehow try to bring that back either with that same intellectual property or bring back or bring a new intellectual property or product onto the market that will, that will give the, the end consumer kids, that same feeling later on. Yes. Yeah. I, I have one final question. It just came to me. Sure. Just kind of came to me. Let's so hear I notice a lot of inventors, um, yeah. what, what they tend to invent when they're not toy people, they're coming from outside the industry. They're coming in sure. for the first time. Yeah. Usually the toys that they invent tend to be like 
very educational or very like problem solving, or maybe they feel like maybe it's like super STEAM related, focusing on girls and women. But I feel like um, there's always this that what you're speaking about, like that connection to like childhood, just like fun and joy missing. Yes. You know, what do you, yes. do you agree with that? I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. And I'm, I have a master's degree in education. Oh, okay. okay yeah. And, of and, and I <laughs> right, you said and, that. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I don't even like want my toys with that in there. And, right. and people will listen to, people will listen to this podcast and say, this idiot, this guy's an idiot. No. A toy is fun and it's, and, and it's imaginative play and there's a play pattern there. And so, you know, yeah, I think, and like, I don't want to disparage anyone because, uh, you know. I almost feel it's like not. more of a, it's a, it's a collectible more than, is that, well, you I know, think, or. I think once you start trying to jam in all these different sort of things, really what they're trying to do is just trying to add a level of, you know, I guess like you need this toy because, you know, it, it can teach something, you know, but, right. but really like, are, is that what toys are about? Like, right. I mean, are, are those, let me ask you, are those the toys that sell hundreds mm. of millions of dollars worth of merchandise every year? Or are those Not the, unless it's science. No, or- <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But, or, or are those the toys that sort of make a little bit of a, uh, some noise on Kickstarter, you know, yeah, and then and then die out and never become anything, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think if you want to go education, you got to make it like sassy or something. Sure, you, you know what I mean, like really sassy. There's got to be some amazing hook in there. Like yeah. I'm not saying that a steam toy can't be the next big thing. That's not what I'm saying. No, what I'm saying is it's still got to have that magic. It's still got to. It has to be play first, right? Agreed, a yeah. Thousand percent. I right? think you're you're 100 percent right on that, and yeah. you know uh, you can tell how how great I am with my numbers. I agree. No. <laughs> I say 100 percent all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That means I'm full in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But 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 yeah, it's gotta have that magic, you know. Yeah. And I think I I and you know so listen. Ah, uh, I don't know. I feel like I've said it all, but I no, mean, you have I, said I also, it all. I feel like I could talk all day. I know. I'm sorry. I was enjoying it. I was like, I feel like we're on to something here. I wanted to Let's keep, keep it digging. Yeah, we're so close. There's something yeah. that's coming out. Yeah. No, this was great. I'm so glad to have you on the show. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, so I'm so glad, glad. you had me. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of fun, you know. And I, like I said, you know, I love the podcast. I, I, I hope everybody tunes in and subscribes and all that stuff because oh. the you truth heard him. Is, <laughs> no, but it, I mean, it's the truth. You know, th- there are, there's so little dialogue that goes on about the toy industry itself. Right. And I don't know if I've shed light on anything today. I think, you know. No, uh, I think you have for sure. Well, I don't know if I have, but I know that I, like I said, I had probably what's equal to eight cups of coffee before talking to you. <laughs> and, and I'm just sort of, you know, just going. But I, I think that the more dialogue we have about this thing, you know, the toy industry, the better. And I think that I have to give you a big, you know, kudos to, to, to getting out there and, and creating a podcast that talks about this stuff. And I'm a fan. I'll be tuning in. I might not re-listen to this episode. No, you'll love like, it. It's going like to be great. I don't like the sound of my own voice. No, uh, it's going to be great. Yeah. And, uh, but I appreciate it. And, uh, I've had a lot of fun here today. Oh, thanks. It's been great having you. I've learned some things. I'm sure my listeners have learned a lot and you were going to be getting some pitches oh, telling cool. you it's That's coming awesome. in. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I'm going to try to dissect this conversation and define to them what great is so they can make sure they're great. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And um, listen, stay healthy. And uh, you too. Yeah. We'll talk soon. Talk soon. Okay. Well, there you have it. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation with Michael Goodman. This convo was really great to me because Michael came in and highlighted the value of a toy agent or salesperson to push your toy ideas. You could have a great toy idea, but if you don't have a well-connected sales partner to market and license your toy game or IP concepts to the right people at the right companies, your idea could sit around gathering dust when it really needs to be in the hands of your target market. 
Okay, so the fantastic, invaluable takeaway that I want you to take from this episode is that Michael shared his contact information with me to give to you, my listeners. So to grab his email address, just head over to thetoycoach.com forward slash 32 right now and write up your best product pitch to catch his eye. Michael is going to be straightforward with you. So if you're not a right fit, you're going to know. But remember, toy people, don't get discouraged. This industry is all about timing and trends. It is cyclical. Your time will come if you work super hard towards it. And in the meantime, I'm going to be doing my best to let you know about the most passionate toy salespeople in the game through this podcast. Now it's time once again for a listener spotlight, my favorite part of the show, and I hope it's becoming yours too. Today I want to share with you a toy line by a fellow listener of this podcast, Andrew Dunn. Andrew Dunn is the self-proclaimed big cheese and head honcho of Box Ed's Paper Crafts. Andrew's line was inspired by his kids' love of Lego and Minecraft and allows children to build their own boxy world with his paper crafts. Andrew sells his product on BoxEdsPaperCrafts.com and Etsy with an affordable opening price point of $5. Not to mention, Andrew also donates 50% of his sales to charities. Oh, such a great guy. Now, if you love Minecraft or Lego, check out his product line. It might be great for your kids. It's almost Minecraft come to life, I think. The illustration style and the boxy die lines, it's really fantastic. So you can either go directly to his website or just go to thetoycoach.com forward slash 32, and I will link you there. As always, Thank you so much for joining me here today, Toy People. I know you have your choice of podcast, so it really means the world to me that you tune into this one. If you haven't already done so and you love this podcast, please show me your love on Apple Podcasts. Those positive reviews help other Toy People like yourself find this podcast. So make sure you leave a message, leave a positive review for me. I really appreciate knowing that you appreciate all of the work that I put in here. Until next week, I'll see you later, toy people. Thanks for listening to Making It in the Toy Industry podcast with Ajel Wade. Head over to thetoycoach.com for more information, tips, and advice. Hey, are you an aspiring toy inventor or toy entrepreneur? Then you should check out Toy Creators Academy, the first of its kind online program designed to help you develop and pitch your toy ideas. Head over to toycreatorsacademy.com to learn more.